Last week in Instagram, I posted a post. That's what you do on Instagram, right? You post a post. And it was on rage cleaning. I was shocked to see how many women resonated with this and how many women found out that they were a rage cleaner and they didn't even know there was such a thing as rage cleaning. Yes, there is. There is something called rage cleaning. And apparently a ton of our women are doing it because I just probably put up the post for an hour and there's like 90 comments or 80 or 90 comments right away. SubhanAllah going women going, yep, that's me. Do it every day. Oh my gosh, is this a real thing? I guess I have that problem. And it was just so interesting because today we're going to find out exactly what that thing is, rage cleaning, and maybe find out if we have it. Let's go. Hello, assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week, every Monday and Friday with topics that you care about. And once again, we're here with the topic that you guys just your response to it when I put it up on social media really floored me. I literally did not have this plan for this podcast, but I was like, look, clearly this is something women are going through silently because it actually is one of those things that you suffer through silently. And I said a lot more women need to know about this. They need to know about what this is. They need to find out if they have it and they need to find out what to do with it because it's not good to hold on to. It's not good at all. And it's honestly going to creep into so many other facets of your life where you are just going to be miserable. And we don't need that for you. So if you're here listening to the podcast, I just let you know by the end of the podcast, you're going to have a great idea as to what rage cleaning is, if you have it and what you could do about it. And if you don't already know me, like I told you, my my name is Mindful Musima. Um, Thank you so much for you guys coming to us every week, loyal listeners now. I think for like the year and a half that we had the podcast, 1.4 now million listeners. Thank you so much. And thank you to the new sisters that are here. We're so happy you're here. So happy you're part of our new family cannot wait to share with you. And there is an even better place you can share. Now, you guys know we do stuff on the podcast. We have the after party in the Thrive Muslim membership, but we have a super fun free challenge where you could win a prize up to $400 happening right now. It just started today on three of our platforms. So there's going to be one prize for each platform. If you did not get in there today, go right ahead. We had posted it up later than usual. And I do have to let you know this because we do these challenges monthly inside of Thrive Muslim. We give our women tons of money prizes and gifts and stuff. We mail them to their house. We love all our women. We want them to feel super special. But once or twice, year, we'll do it publicly as well. And so what happened is we're doing a challenge on emotions. We know that you guys are going through so much. We want to give you that extra bit of support to have some like little exercises and tips. If you're struggling with strong emotions right now in your life, you feel overwhelmed and we get that. So we thought, you know what, like it's a really difficult topic. So let's make it a bit lighthearted by having this challenge where everybody comes together and just for two minutes every morning, they learn a little bit of something that they can use to become better at what they are feeling So this morning, like usually every time we start a challenge, we'll put it up at like 930 in the morning sharp. Well, here's the thing to me, as we're trying to help women not feel stressed all across the world, our team members are stressed because we wake up to find out that there are massive power outages for many of our team members. Now we have 27 team members and they are in different countries scattered across the world. And right now it's kind of like a rainy season for a lot of countries, especially towards the Asian side or South Pacific. And so what happens is there is 
power, there are powder, power outages, tropical storms, you know, all types of rain, monsoon and so forth. So we wake up thinking our challenges are up and apparently they're not. So this is the first time we were massively late. And I'm um, usually, like I said, they go up like clockwork at 930. Some of them went up at like 12. And so we do apologize. We just want to let you ladies know that's what happened. We woke up and we couldn't hear from our team members. We were actually more worried about that than anything else. And alhamdulillah, as soon as they got a flicker of internet or whatever, they reached right out and said, so sorry, we're just having power outages over here and this is the weather situation and so forth. And then, you know, you fix everything up and y'all run around and help each other out. And it is what it is. But if, if you haven't seen already, the challenge went up, went up a little bit late because of that. But we just want to say how grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we are that all of our team members are well. So alhamdulillah. But yeah, so go in that challenge and you have a chance on either Facebook, Instagram, or inside of Thrive Muslim to win a prize for four with worth $400. It's actually worth a little bit more than $400. But at the end of the day, we're very excited to share this with the women. We will be announcing the winner on Tuesday. So go on in there, get your little two-minute exercise every day, get yourself feeling better, do it with a bunch of other sisters, and win something really great. All right. So let's get right into the podcast. We're going to talk about rage cleaning. And um, just for those of you guys keep asking, I'm getting a lot of DMs asking me about the free emotions class just to clarify it. And I'm just going to tell you that really quick. Every November, we open an emotions class. We open it once a year in November. And that's because we want to spend a lot of time with those women and work on whatever they need. So we have a free class. We actually have an entire program too. This year, because we heard so many women who are struggling with anxiety and overwhelm in particular, because in our um, free class, we teach you how, like, why you have negative thinking, how to stop your negative thinking and all that stuff like that, which is really important, right? So it's it's the the starting ground for all that work. Um, But in the entire uh, program that we have with women, how to master your emotions, we talk about all the emotions like anger, um, loneliness, anxiety, um, depression, stress. We teach you how each individual one, how to correct it and master it within yourself on top of get closer to Allah, build your self-esteem, rewrite your story, a whole bunch of other stuff, right? But what we found was this year in particular, and probably because of all this stuff happening in the world, a lot of women were struggling with anxiety in particular. So we made an additional free class. So here's what women are trying to ask me. Are there two classes? Yes. We normally don't do that, but this is the very first time because we want to make even more free resources for you ladies. And so right now, you're going to find the links in the show notes. We have a free class on how you're, how to get rid of negative thinking, which is really key. I suggest you like watch that one first. The second one is coming out November 22nd, Monday morning, that Monday, which is next Monday, inshallah, business island. And you will learn very specific exercises for quick fix. Like if I felt anxious right now, stressed and overwhelmed right now, like what could I do in three steps that would help me calm myself down? And then we also teach you like long-term exactly what you need to do in three steps to control that long-term. All right. So yes, I just wanted to clarify that for the women who are asking. All right. So let's dive right into rage cleaning. And then inshallah, business island. We are going to talk about this topic because it is so important. And, you know, rage cleaning is kind of like cleaning on steroids. It, I'm not a huge fan of housework myself. I honestly methodically clean all day long because I don't want to sit an entire Saturday and ruin my day and clean. I try to pick up and do things as I can. So every day when I wake up, my house is generally clean. There are days when I can't do that, where I'm too tired and stuff, and I'm human too. But for the most part, I do that, and that really, really works for me. But um, there's something about our women being described as not just a little mad, but raging. And I want you to imagine a sister as her temper flares, you know, messes 
that needed conquering almost glow with the heavenly aura in front of her. The dishwasher gets emptied with loud purposefulness. Dust is sprayed and wiped with forceful intent. Shoes are deposited by the front door with an angry ablop. Baseboards are scrubbed. The Swiffer gets abused. And the toilets? Whew. The house is glowing. But at what cost? Whose sanity had to get lost? And how many children in the house were damaged in the process? Right? Many, many psychologists say that people who rage clean are just taking control of what they can. Hmm. When we feel like a disarray in our mental or emotional world, the easiest or most concrete way to counter that is to make our physical worlds neat and tidy. I'm going to say that again. When you feel emotionally or mentally, you know, um, overwhelmed and out of sorts, the best way to make yourself feel organized and in control is to make the physical environment around you neat and tidy because that's really what we want our mental world to be. It's a very natural reaction. Rage is when the anger becomes uncontrollable and you need to do something with that energy and it's often overpowering you, right? You tell yourself, I'm not going to wake up today and slam the door. Not going to yell at the kids today. We're going to have a better day. And then doesn't really happen, right? You tell yourself, you know, like, I'm not going to do that. That's not how the day is going to go. I wouldn't have a better day today. But then you get into this angry rage and you just can't stop it. We typically think people just fly into rage out of nowhere, but that is not the truth. And I want you to imagine an iceberg, okay? Have you ever seen an iceberg in real life? And if you do, the iceberg is sticking out of the water, obviously. But if you ever saw what the iceberg looks under the water, it's probably three times the size of whatever you saw sticking out the water on top. And that's because what's lurking underneath, you know, the water is actually a huge thing, a feeling of rage, unprocessed emotions that are collecting day after day. You don't go from zero to hundred like you feel like you are in your rage. This is stuff that is unsettled and sitting in your chest that you are not dealing with. And let me tell you what that does. It just doesn't put you into a fit of rage in a moment where you don't feel like it. It carries into relationships. It steals your happiness. It steals your peace. It doesn't let you focus on prayer. Is that you? It really makes you just feel emotionally, mentally, whatever, spiritually overwhelmed to the point where you just want to like run away. You're a prisoner of your own mind. You want to just like run away from the world. You need time for yourself. You just can't do it anymore. And that's where the rage comes out because you're just, you're actually feeling all these horrible feelings and you're not addressing them. So if you're a person who is feeling rage, that is a red flag. If you are rage cleaning, that is a red flag. Now, some people might say that rage cleaning is positive because it gives you time to yourself where you can vent and you can let it out. Okay. But are you really letting things get settled? Are you really delving into what the rage is coming from? That's a whole different thing. You know, us feeling better when we're done scrubbing things is nice for us, but it doesn't mean that the stuff underneath, that iceberg that's three times bigger than what you could actually see on the outside, that deep feeling of whatever it is, pain in our chest has been resolved. Carrying that for days and weeks and months and years just whittles you down. It actually literally over time changes your personality and character. And it doesn't allow you to be who you are meant to be. That's what rage cleaning does. So if you feel like you might be a rage cleaner today, we're going to talk about some things that you can do. 
right? And I hope this really helps. And I want you to know it's nothing you should be ashamed about. It's something that you might be experiencing because like I said, you just have these unsettled emotions. So what's the solution here? Well, I'm going to give you something more specific to just try out today. But the, the bigger thing is to actually deal with them. You guys are like, can't, you don't know, my parents, my husband, my, no, 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 let me stop you right there. Some people think that in order to fix their problem, they have to fix the people around them and their situation with them. That is not entirely true. I can tell you that for many reasons. I talk to many sisters. We are way more powerful than we know. You know, some people feel that way. Like I had this sister, Dasnia, she felt that way too. But you know what happened was she said, I can't, I can't stop this rage. My husband and this, you know, for years we've been disconnected. I can't take it anymore. I can't pretend this is working out. And she was raging. And when we got to the depth of it, it wasn't even just the situation with her husband. It was something else that was deeper than that. And that could have been corrected inside of her. And when she fixed it inside of her, she was able to to address her husband in a different way. When she addressed him in a different way, he responded in a different way. And their relationship was entirely different. So she didn't go at her problem with him to him. She did it through herself and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through some of the techniques that we teach, you know. And she had a completely different response. So for the women who feel helpless, I can't do, I've tried to talk to my husband. I've tried to, you know, maybe you live with your parents, you know, and they just won't hear you. They don't want to hear what you really want to do, what you really want to go to school for. They're not supporting you. Maybe you're divorced and you, your family's trying to make you feel guilty for being divorced, shamed. You know, maybe they're trying to get you remarried or maybe you don't want to get married to somebody and somebody's forcing you. I mean, there's so many things that we're going through that women call me every day. And you don't have to go through that. And if you do need a consultation call, you guys know I have free ones, right? The link is below down, you know, in the, the show notes if you need it, I'm here. But what I want you to know is... You can't keep ignoring that because ignoring it doesn't make it go away. I had a sister, um, Fatima, she thought it was just going to go away. And what it did was it just turned into depression, okay? After a while, she didn't want to get out of her bed anymore, and she had three children. She said, I feel horrible. My kids need me. They're, like, crying for me, and I'm just the worst mother ever. But she wasn't the worst mother ever. See, that's the thing. She just wasn't addressing her unmet needs and she deserved to be happy. So as soon as we were able to get her to understand what she needs to do in a couple steps, like on a real, on a a consistent basis, you know, all of a sudden she had a plan. And then when she had a plan and then she keeps checking in with me or whatever she needs to do, because I do this all the time. We do it in the program. We do it in the consultation calls and just checking. My point is she's fine. She just had to, she had to know what to do. She just didn't know what to do. And then she just needed someone to support her in doing it. So maybe that's you. Do you want to keep feeling the way you feel? Do you want to keep feeling like you have these horrible feelings every day when you wake up and you feel like a horrible person because you just can't make it stop? Do you want to keep feeling like that? Because if you don't, then, then you have to do something. It doesn't just go away. It's a biological fact. And if you guys um, go in the free class that I told you I have, you'll learn all about that, how your mind works how your biology is trying to help you, but it's not. It's all that psych 101 stuff you guys learned in college. I don't make it psych 101 because that would be boring. I hate to say it, but like we make it much more practical day to day. We know there's all kinds of women out there who need to hear specific things and we acknowledge what you're going through and kind of tell you step by step 
exactly what you need to do. But in the podcast today, we're going to go into a very small snippet of a lot of what we teach with women. So we're going to do a small exercise today that's going to help you get started. It's not the ultimate thing, but it's the fastest thing I can give you right now on a small little podcast that's probably like 10 minutes in front of me. And we're going to give you some solutions that you could try. But the bigger stuff for this between your anxiety, your rage, your overwhelm, it's going to be on November 22nd. And if you want to start working on your emotions as well, do with all the assisters in the um, the challenges that we have too, okay? We just have tons of free resources this month. I really want you to embrace them and work on you. You deserve it, okay? So the first thing is actually the topic of today in challenge day number one, which is you cannot fix something unless you acknowledge that it exists. And I hate to use this example, but like let's pretend there is an alcoholic. If the alcoholic doesn't want to admit that they're an alcoholic, there's very little you can do for them. If you have a drug addict and there's they don't want to admit that's a problem, you could love them to death. It's not going to help them. Now, we're obviously, you know, hopefully not having those problems, but at the same time, whatever you're experiencing still needs to be acknowledged. So step one is awareness. Now, here's something you could try to do, and, and I love this exercise. It's just writing it down. Journal what naturally you feel like a lot of people don't like to journal, but even if you don't have to do like full on journaling, but I just want you to write down what you're feeling. So for example, let's pretend the next time your child is angry, you the child makes you angry and, and you're just like writing down what you feel right now. So, um, I'm, I'm upset because my child is defiant in, cause clearly it's triggering you. Right. But then you need to write down what does defiance mean to you? Well, let's say, well, defiance means, um, you know, that you were spoken rudely to, and you know what? You would have never spoken rudely to your parents. So that's just not right, right? Or maybe you're scared that if your child acts like this now, what are they going to be like when they're 14? You know, once you're able to identify and articulate your feeling of powerlessness and fear, which is usually what, what anger is rooted in, which is pain and fear. Yeah. So if you have rage, you don't really have rage. You have a symptom of your pain and fear, right? So the more you can express your emotions more honestly, what that rage really is, the less you will accumulate the anger because you're addressing it as it comes. It's not going to build up. I want you to imagine the sink, right? If you don't wash your dishes every day, that's going to get really piled up. And then you're going to feel really overwhelmed. Like after I have a party in my house, a whole bunch of women come. I love it. But then when I see that sink, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> right? But if I had washed every single dish as it happened, one by one by one, by the end of the night, it'd just be one or two dishes, put it away, I'd feel super easy. But when you let it pile, and of course, it's not my fault, I had a lot of activity in one shot. But I mean, if you do that day after day and year after year, letting things pile and never getting to what they're really about, that is when it's going to get out of control, right? So number one is you need to address what's really happening. And one way you could do that is by writing down, I'm feeling this right now. Why are you feeling that? Well, I'm feeling this because just exploring that. And if, again, if you don't know how to do these things, we do these things together with women all the time. You're welcome to DM me. You're welcome to um, put a call in. You're welcome to join our program. You're welcome to join a free class. Like you do not have to do this alone. I'm just telling you, if you don't have the time, this is the first thing is to acknowledge and find out what that rage really is. Number two, pray. I mean, at the end of the day, we can give you every solution in the world. 
If we're going to avoid Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and not ask him for help with this situation when only Allah can help, I'm going to tell you that that would be crazy. That would be crazy for me to you know, say, well, you know, that's obvious. Obviously, I should pray. But do we? See, here's the thing. When people are angry, they usually don't want to pray. I hate to say it because anger is from shaitan. And shaitan's going to make you not want to do what you're supposed to do. He's going to be like, no, I'm not in the mood right now. No, not now. Maybe later. You know, Allah knows. I don't have to. I can't deal with this right now. You know, you're going to get like that because... That's from Shaitan. And yeah, that's that's the that's the anger piece. But there is also the mental health piece where we're letting things build. And when you let things build and you feel horrible, you usually don't want to do things that feel good naturally. You're just kind of more pushing into feeling more horrible. And you have to snap yourself out. So we need to go straight to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask him for help. So if you haven't already, do it, but don't just do it. I'm going to really suggest you force yourself to do it and to do it in the last third of the night because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises to answer the believer in a very particular way then. And I want to tell you, there is no time in my life when I didn't do it in the last third of the night, no matter what I was going through, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't reveal to me shortly after exactly what I needed to do. It's just miraculous. I, I really can't explain it, you know? And I, and I suggest you don't just go like pray once. Like, but the truth is like that connection with Allah, when you cut it, you're cutting the conversation. It's a real conversation. It actually is technically a conversation back and forth. And it, there's a whole, you know, a lot of Islamic information on that. I'm not going to go into that now. But my point is if you cut the lifeline, then you're going to be even more out of control, right? So definitely go back. And the other one is don't do it alone. See, here's the thing. When you are stuck in your own head, you're going to keep repeating the same conversations. Did you notice that every day you wake up and you're feeling horrible, but you're kind of thinking the same thoughts. It's almost like somebody recorded something like, my life sucks. My life sucks. Oh my gosh, this is horrible. I can't do this anymore. And they press play and they put it on loop for the weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks that have just passed or the months and months and months. That just passed. You just feel like, you can't escape the same thoughts over and over and over again. Now, it might be one particular thing that's triggering you. It might be everything that's triggering you. you. Just feel frustrated from everything. You just feel like I can't do this anymore. Nothing's working out for me. Or maybe you just feel emotionally numb, right? You're just like, I just don't feel like anything matters. It's just nothing I do. I just don't find joy in anything. Like so much of this, sisters, is actually related to this unmet needs that we have, deeply rooted in emotions we're not addressing. That's why I'm making this month emotion month because if I don't put the pause on everything and help you guys take a moment like somebody helped me a long time ago, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't be something we just naturally do because we're so busy, right? Like I had the one sister um what is that her name? Sister Reem. Subhanallah, mashallah, tabarakallah. She was so smart and she was going through so many things when she was in university. And she got to the point where she was just really angry. And she was talking to me in one of the program classes we were in. And she's just like, look, I'm just, I, I can't put a finger on it. And I remember we were doing the lesson in uh, our program. And then I ended up doing a private call with her. And I said, look, we really need to layer like, undo the layers here and find out exactly what's wrong with you. So I said, what happened? She said, well, you know, a long time ago, and she's telling me this whole story about how her and her mom had this conversation and how her mom, you know, never really has 
told her she's anything and her mom was really struggling her own self and then when her parents got divorced her mom went off and her mom ended up living in another country and her dad was in another country and then she lived and raised with her dad but her mom never came back and checked on her and then she was like but I live with my dad and my dad used to be really mean to us and he was just like stressing over the divorce but he was raising myself and my sister and then he married another woman and brought her in. And then we felt completely ignored. And then like when I did go to visit my mom in the other country where she was living once in a while, like she did just like pretend like nothing was happening. Like none of us were suffering. She would just talk about her job and her career and like you want to go out to lunch. And you're just like, where have you been? You just like went to live in another country when you guys got divorced. You left us with dad. And then you never come back and talk to us. Like, do we even matter? And she, as she's telling the story, she found herself getting angrier and angrier and angrier. And then, I, and then I said to her, I said, do you see what happened when you started talking about your mother, when you started with this? She did not even pinpoint her mother as the source. Like she had an idea. She was a little irritated at her mother, but she didn't understand the amount of like rage that she had for her mother in that situation where she realized her rage was not rage. It was pain. As a child, she would just like felt completely rejected or abandoned by her mother. And that is such a deep traumatical thing for a child. Now she's talking to me at 24 and it's like, we're not, that never got addressed. And now when she's thinking of getting married to a guy and she's looking for a guy to get married, she's like, you know, my dad, he's just like, I found out later on, he had cheated with my mom on my mom. And then, you know, like that the woman who's my stepmom is actually some lady he was cheating my mom with. And now he's my dad. And my dad has to help me find a, a wife. Like, I don't want him helping me. Like, who is he? So then she, then we went on and we found that she has this deep seated issues with her father too. But she's constantly upset and mad and like feeling disconnected from a law because she's not like, you know, like somebody calls me up and says, how can I get connected with a law? Why are you not connected? Like we got to we got to go backwards and figure out what happened. So as we pinpointed it back for her, we found that her rage was honestly just incredible sense of loss, pain, just, you know. So I want you to know that your rage cleaning bottom line is just covering this some layer that you are not addressing, my sister. And this month we have tons of ways for you to address that. So I don't want you to feel alone anymore. So as I'm closing, I just want you to know what we need to do is take care of ourselves. We cannot, you know that saying, you can't fill other people's cup to your cup is full. It's so true. You cannot help your kids. You cannot have a great marriage. You cannot have an amazing relationship with Allah if you're going to keep ignoring what's really happening. Now you can, you can shut this podcast off, go back to your life and pretend like, yeah, you heard me, but and never do anything about that. But you know what that means? That means that you're just going to go back the next day to the same cycle that you had today. It's not going to happen on its own. You have to cycle interrupt. So my plea to all my sisters today is to make time for you. Don't wait till you feel better because you're not going to feel better because that's not the way human biology works. You have to trick your brain into understanding that like you need to handle this. And if you don't know how to do all these things, how to get in touch with yourself, how to go deeper, you don't have to know. I didn't know either. I didn't know anything. And that's why you guys know I was spiraling into like horrible depression because I didn't know. I went to school. I went to university. I got multiple degrees. I, I figured out how to be a great Muslim, went into classes, study under scholars, but nobody taught me how to master the most important thing in my world, my mind, my emotions, 
oh my goodness, if I can't manage myself, how can I manage my finances? How can I manage my children? How can I manage my relationships? Is that even realistic? So we have to get a hold of the most powerful thing you have in the world, which are your thoughts, sisters. That's where everything resonates from. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you. At the end of this podcast, I want every single sister to walk away knowing that she matters, she's worth it, and she needs to take time for herself. Don't forget to get in the challenge. I will see you soon. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy, and I will see you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.